Welcome back to another week of the AMB Podcast. It's your boy, Young Tamarack, and we back like spinal cords. We was off last week, and we here with some good people because our people are never not good. Let them know what it is, Stair. Yo, what up? It's your boy, Stair, a.k.a. the finesse fella, a.k.a. Papa Stair, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. that nigga straight over there, right <laughs> by the stairs. You know, that guy right there. What's good, people? Welcome back to those who's joining us. I'm glad I'm here. I'm ready to get pod. Let's go. Yes, sir. And like I said, we always got some good people with us. So this week, man, we had to bring up another special guest, another another Frostburg homie, yes, uh, a real, a real, a real, real cool dude. Even though he go try to fake like he's not the band, but it's all good. I'm my man, man, my man, Jermaine Johnson, bro. Welcome to the podcast, bro. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man, fellas. Yeah, man. So uh, we're gonna definitely get into a little bit more about Jermaine as we uh, as we go through this podcast journey that y'all have been on a couple times. And if you're not familiar. Uh, we always start out with checking in on everybody's week. So, who wants to jump out the gate and kind of, you know, get it started? I know, Alistair, you always itching to go, so. Yeah, yeah, nah, because my week yeah, is all yeah. over the place, man. I just be chilling. Sorry. Bop, bop, bop. All right. So, this week, uh, I was off because um, Montgomery County opened up schools virtually. So, my boss in Montgomery County was trying to work something out so we can get into school. As of right now hush, hush, we still haven't gotten the full okay, but I think we're good to go and start on Monday, so yay, I got a job, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's so I spent the majority of the congrats, congrats. Yeah, so I spent the majority of the week chilling in the crib. Um, I started watching uh, The Boys Season 2. That's a suggestion for season one, man. Team season 1. Watch Season 2, it's crazy. Uh, and also started watching Woke on Hulu. It's a real, it's a real comedic look at uh like the black lives matter and a lot of things in that ballpark um it's actually one of those like it sits and makes you think so i was like i i enjoyed that um got my second job so i'm now officially a a real caribbean man so you you working like a real islander now bro that's really what i'm about to say (laughs) i did level up real quick but i'm assistant manager uh you know in uh at lids so yeah Oh, so, damn. Yeah, you about to have a plug on the jerseys, too. Low-key. Yeah. So, uh, and merch about to get cranked out a little faster, and uh, we ready for A little more officially. Damn. Hey. My man was thinking about his podcast brand while going to get another objective. Oh, yeah. I had to strategically move it around to be like, uh... Nah, I ain't mad at that. Hey, Honestly, low-key... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Now I said, gotta be strategic. So yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Low key, if I could, like, I would work at somewhere that like the discount got to be crazy for whatever it is that I'm doing. Like, if I was working at a shoe spot, like, I'd be holding down the whole block. But at the same time, See, like, originally that was I don't know my if I can go plan, back to that. But it wasn't it wasn't flocking like that. So I was like, all right, we cool. <laughs> I feel that. I feel yeah, how about you, co-host? Uh man, my week was my week was pretty good, bro. I can't I can't complain. I usually don't, man, because at the end of the day, ain't nobody really listening. So I mean, you just gotta you saying you gotta push through regardless. But uh, this week, I found out that the music video we shot for for Jay Otto is gonna be on Music Choice. So that was really lit. That was a that was a big moment for me. Um, you know, because I be I be doing like the video thing, kind of like on and off or whatever. Um, so like to to see like that being picked up was like okay, cool. So like if I early just like start, you know getting more into it or like take or making the time making the time to actually really get into it like i can see like you know i can just see it could be fruitful essentially like you say it could work out really well for me so uh that was exciting and just like a real big motivator for me this week so you know always having some extra motivation is good um 
What else? I ain't go to the gym this week, though. I ain't even gonna hose you, bro. Oh, I'm disappointed. Man. Yeah, bro. I'm disappointed in myself, bro. I'm disappointed. I, I'm, I'm disappointed, bro. I'm, I'm, I should have went. I, I was about to go yesterday. It was my dad's birthday, though. So, like, we went to the restaurant and we, and we oh, kicked okay. it with him for a little bit. So, like, either way, I should have went earlier in the week because I had a chance to go then. But, like, yeah, I just slacked. So, uh, my week was 50-50, I guess, at this point, if, <laughs> if you go by those standards. Other than that, though, man, uh... Yeah, that's it, bro. I think Dean's about to get a new car, so shout out to Dean. Oh, wait. Also, I had a fancy football draft, and I had a great team, uh, Saquon, at the fourth pick versus Steel, so I just had to shout them out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all the pick for four. What about you, man? What you been up to? How, how you been? Man, my, my week been busy. You know, I, I, uh, I got my daughter, so my daughter's 10. She'll be 11 uh, on the 21st of this month. Hey, so you gotta have an eleven year old, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm balancing my work schedule with this is learning. It's it's, it's been a, a slight headache, but it, it hasn't been as bad as I've been seeing other people as other, yeah. talk about it. You know, a few logging issues here and there, but it's been straight. Um, as far as uh, reality check. The nonprofit, uh, we're wrapping up to start our fall program. So I've been busy planning uh, our sessions and the, the curriculum for that. And then uh, on top of that, you know, I, um, I'm working out. You know, I train too. So yeah, he got the he got the dungeon. Uh, if yeah. y'all don't know out there, he be he be in the dungeon getting it in. Getting it um, in. So yeah, I, I, be, I be trying to steal some workouts here and there too. So oh, that, that's what they did for man. That's why yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Name of the game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell nobody that. I just usually would just steal them. You know what I'm saying? But okay. like since you're here, I'm a, I'm gonna let you know. You know what I mean? Hey so. man, if it hit the internet, it's no longer mine. You know, so exactly. <laughs> you know, so go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's been, it's, I've been busy, but it's been a good busy. You know, so yeah, I can't complain. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. And like like you were just talking about reality check, I'm definitely excited to 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 get into that a little bit more as we as we progress through the episode. Normally what we do from this point is we go into the top five. So I'll say, can you hold me down with the top five for this week? Top five, top five, top five. Most definitely. Uh this week's top five is top five things you would get if you won the lotto. <laughs> All right, well, so what what type of lotto we, we like what are we talking? Like we're just oh, talking about much? like this. How much? We talking about, we talking about the biggest pot that you could imagine right now in your head. Okay. So make a millions pot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, I'm going to first. This for me. I mean, yeah, you, you, can, you, can, you can start off if you like. That's straight. So top five things. Oh, man. Well, first, I clean out my student loan debt. <laughs> that's, that's gone off the break. <laughs> off top. That's student a responsible loan. move, actually. Yeah, student loan debt out of there. Matter of fact, any debt that I have, that's out of the open break. I need a clean slate, so I'm good. Um, hey, so I got two. Um, my dream car. My dream car is 1985 Monte Carlo SS. So I'm, I'm going to get that. Got to get that. Yeah. Um, third purchase. I buy my mom's a house. You move like an NFL player. <laughs> <laughs> I buy my mom's a house. I feel it though. I feel, I feel like most people would do. Her dream house. Um, 
Coach, I'm gonna dad out with bread. You know, he don't need all stuff, but he, he gets <laughs> Um, cause I, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad, so I gotta look out for my daughter. I, yeah, I'm gonna put money aside for her, and you know, that's no question. But if yeah. we talking purchases though, um, uh, land, we'll buy some okay. land. Uh, I always wanted to, um. I always want to. I want to buy a dream house, like a like yeah. a vacation house, but keep it in the family. So that's that's what I would put on that land that I would purchase. Um, keep it in the family. Anywhere specific you would you would purchase the land at? Somewhere down south. Somewhere down okay. south. A lot of space down there. So yeah, somewhere down south. And um, I feel like I'm at five right now. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, this is tough, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, it's just an icebreaker. Get you started. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Let's just get your mind thinking. Uh, what would I purchase? What would I purchase? Uh, mm. Yeah, it's tough, bro. It's tough. I'm sitting here watching it. I'm just like, man, I hope I don't, I don't struggle this way. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I'm gonna jump out. Uh, Cause I'm I, I'm kind of ready. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, I'm gonna jump out and say, off top, just like you said, student loan out of there. Woo. Yeah. Gotta clear that up. Uh, I'm gonna go get a little, a nice little beachfront condo, right next to the water. You know, I don't even like the beach, but just I don't like, like for the beach. Yeah. Well, who don't like the beach? This guy. First brother, I done heard say that. See, you, you a cool dude. You good in my book, man. See, like, the What's wrong with y'all, man? You like, oh, get off me, dog. Oh, <laughs> it's probably... still there. Like, come on. I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. It, it reminds you guys of, you know, the kind of the slavery thing. So, I mean, it, it, yeah. I, I can understand. I, I can understand. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, my spot's going to be out, Cali, uh, right on the water. Um... <laughs> I'm going to invest in cannabis. I'm going to get like a whole strand, just Alistair McLean. Boom. I'm just going to put my stamp on it. So that's three. Um, I got to give me a Bentley, um, like souped up for the whole the whole fam. Whole fam. I feel like the Bentleys aren't good cars, though. But I mean, I guess when you're that rich, it doesn't matter if a car is a good car. Right? So like, <laughs> come on, dog. I'm thinking too rationally about it, I guess. And yeah, and I think that's what I did, man. I was thinking too rationally, like, <laughs> damn, how can I be the most responsible with all these things? <laughs> and uh, last, I'm buying White Flint Mall, and I'm just gonna trick out that whole area. Yeah. Hmm. See, when you're the person who thinks of your top, the, like you think of the top fives, you have an advantage on everybody else because you that's gotta 50, like, and that's that's fifty fifty. And, and, like, oh, and that's what he yeah. just did. Right, so like half That's what he just did. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I guess it's my turn. So, uh, one, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people who be like, man, I wouldn't even pay my student loans, but like, yeah, I'm gonna pay my student loans. I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the debt, the debt, debt got, the debt gotta go. The feeling of no, the debt gotta go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it gotta go. It gotta go. Uh, so after that, yeah, I'm definitely going buy. I'm gonna buy land in two places to build a crib. So I'm going to buy some land here to build a crib uh, and then buy some land in Ghana and build a crib. But like, I'm trying to build like a Michael Jackson, never, never land ranch on the Ghana, <laughs> like a crazy jump. 
Um, and then, like, the crib here, I probably, uh, mm, yeah, it probably had to be in California, man. It just, it makes the most sense. I, w- I would like to actually stay, like, in the DMV area, but, like, fuck, I'll just fly back here. Yeah. And I don't know. Is it? Like, stay at, stay at, like, the W or, like, the Gaylord or some shit. I don't know. Um, what am I at? <laughs> what am I at? What am I at? Three? Three. That's three. Yeah, like All three. right. So next, uh, I'm buying the whole uh, line of all the BMW X1 X to, to, uh, to X6. <laughs> I like that. I like I'm buying all them Jones, right bro. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be the only one driving. I'll be like, man, anybody, you know what I'm saying? If you want to borrow the whip, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, bro. Do your thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the next purchase. Um, shoot. What else, man? The last thing I will buy. This is going to, again, this is going to sound kind of like really rational, but I would take a decent portion of the money (laughs) (laughs) and I would take the town and move it from here to not joking. But uh, what I, what I would do is I would, um, I would honestly, Honestly, I would start a, like the biggest construction company possible ever in Ghana and build the whole highway system so that like, the whole state connects. I mean, the whole country connects. I said state, but yeah, that would honestly be what I would do if I had like, if I had that bread. But I mean, obviously you're I would get a contact with, from the government you're, to do you're it. You're on so. the money in Ghana. That's lit. Yeah, bro. We got it, man. The only thing they're lacking is, is the, is the structure and the infrastructure, bro. It's, it's really, it's beautiful, bro. It's really nice. It's like, that's lots of places in Africa, but it's just like, there's a lot of corrupt people, but like being corrupt there is like kind of like it really fucks everybody over because it's not like mm. already developed. You know what I'm saying? So like here it's like trickle down or whatever. But yeah. Anyways, but yeah, that would be what I would do with uh, with, with my bread, man. You know, just uh, do something for the for the folk. So and, you know, in terms of actually doing something for the folk, man, we're here. You're the creator, um, president, CEO of the non nonprofit reality check mentoring, right? Yes. Sir. Um and I I wanted to bring you on because, you know, like I said, and I even told you this personally, I was like, yeah, I, I see like a lot of the things that you're like doing and I think it's just like it's it's super important, it's super necessary. And I feel like it needs to some you need to be able to come out and I feel like and, and talk about it more. And I mean you do talk about it on your social media, but I guess to take it a step back actually how did you get to to this point now? Because when I met you, you you know you were going to to Frostburg, but mm-hmm. you're what a, a state champion in football too, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, high school. Yeah, right. So I mean, you know, give us a, I guess give us a little glimpse into into the journey, man. Yeah, man. So I uh, grew up in PG County, uh, Forestville, Maryland. Attended Suitland High School, class of '08. I uh, went to Albright College my freshman year. Uh, that's in uh, Redding, Pennsylvania, to play football. Um, end up having my daughter. Well, finding out I was about to become a father. So I was like, well, let me get back in state. I still wanted to be away from, you know, PG, but still close enough where I could get back home. Uh, so yeah. Frostburg was on the list. And Frostburg was actually one of the schools that I applied to coming out of high school. So uh, transferred to Frostburg. Went there, um, majoring in business business administration. Um, I started working with the youth, uh, I want to say my sophomore year, uh, during the summertime. Came home, that was my summer job. I was working at a uh, mm. elementary or middle school at their summer camp. Had no experience working with the youth at all. This was in 2010. What, where at? What, like NPG? Oh, uh, Southeast D.C. 
Okay. Yeah, man. In the, in the trenches, man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay. yeah, so I had no experience working with these before that. Um, mm-hmm. So started working there. And then as I was coming home during the summers uh, while I was in school, that was my, that was my summer job. And uh, started to grow me, you know, working in education, uh, working with the youth. You know, I, I started to become passionate about it. So after I graduated from Frostburg, um, of course, you know, we go to school, get these degrees. It's not guaranteed to go straight into your field. So I was like, well, I know it's a guarantee that, you know, they're going to need me um, at the school. So I went back there. I uh, started working there. Um, then I, while I was working there part time, I started working back at my alma mater. So at Suitland, um, I was a special education assistant while I was there. So I was going there. I was working there uh, during the, the morning and afternoon. Then I would leave Suitland and go to uh, the other school to work in the evening at the after program. So I was doing that. While I was working those two jobs, I started my master's program to get that out of the way. Because I'm like, man, I'm, I wasn't getting any bites on my resume as far as the so business. You need that. You need so that. Like, you sprinkle it. Yeah, so I was like, let me go back, get my master's to see if that helped. You know, looking back at it, if I could do it over again, I probably wouldn't got it because student loan debt. But it did, you know, I did start getting more looks because that master's was on my resume, you know. But uh, while I was working at um, Suitland, um, as a special education assistant, I sat in on one of their, uh, so it was like a workforce development class, career development class. And so this is where Reality Check first came to me, like the name itself. So I'm sitting in that class and uh, the students had to present on a, a, a occupation or career that they chose, basically, um, that they would like to do when they get out of high school. So as I'm sitting there in the classroom, I'm looking, I'm listening, I'm like, these these careers and jobs that they were choosing were like bottom of the line. Like you you weren't they they were basically selling themselves short, especially the young males. So I'm talking like, like what type of what type of jobs were were they kind of throwing out there? I want to be a Walmart greeter. Oh, like how how do you aspire to be that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not knocking anybody who does. Like right, right, right. Be done, yeah, but yeah. But how do you like? Why is that something you aspire? Wait, what? What would you say, out there? I didn't hear you. These are high school students. Yeah, these are high school students. Um, and this was back in 2015. Yeah, that was when I uh, stopped working. It. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> Walmart greeter, uh, working at McDonald's. Um, what else? It, it was it was some wild stuff, man. I'm like, you can't right. be you can't be serious. And then for me, like, I took it to heart because I'm like as an educator sitting back looking, I'm like, how, how do you allow them to choose that? Like, you don't, you don't step in and push them. You know, I'm like, Hey man, you could do better than that. You know what I'm saying? And I pay for that. Yeah. So I'm like, um, so boom, it hit me. I was like, uh, regardless of some of their, um, learning disabilities that they had. So when it comes to special education, you know, it's a wide spectrum. Uh, not everyone is in special education because of their intellectual ability a lot of students are in it because of their behavior, you know, and I feel like that shouldn't be where you put them, but you know, that's how the system is. So uh, it clicked for me. I was like, man, I feel like, Damn, the I reality, yeah, I feel like the reality is if you give anyone the resources to do, you know, what they, you know, set out to be, I'm, I'm pretty sure they can learn it and, you know what I'm saying? Succeed at it. So I was like, boom, that's the reality check. So that's when it first came to me that the name itself. 
when I was as I was working at the uh, elementary and middle school in uh, Southeast DC, I just started uh, seeing you know a, a trend with my young males uh, with their behavior. It came to uh, you know their 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 inability to express themselves, um, to identify their emotions, um, things that they wanted to be, and the things that they saw in their communities. Uh, a lot of them from single family households, uh, ones, some that, that did have their, that both parents there, they were just there. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't really pouring into them like I felt as though they should be. Right. So I was like, man, I got to do something. You know, uh, I, I found myself on the other side uh, basically complaining, you know what I'm saying? Like as, as a lot of the elders do, you know, we, we complain about the youngest, but I was like, man, we let me be a part of the solution. You know, let me let me put something together out here where I feel like I can have an impact. And um, I already had a great relationship with the youngest, you know, the young males and then their parents as well. So before I even left the education system, uh, the idea of starting a mentoring program, you know, I, I uh, pitched it to the parents and they were on board. They was like, yeah, just let me know when you want to start. So when I left, you know, I, I made sure I got all that information and then um I started the program. I actually sat on uh, the idea of it for about two years. And that was just basically me uh, being in my own way, feeling like everything had to be perfect, you know, because I, I had no entrepreneurial, you know, experience. I had no experience in the nonprofit se- sector. So, you know, I was I was nervous, you know, because I was scared about it. You know, I felt like I had, like I said, I had to have everything, uh, you know, in place and everything perfect. But um, it wasn't until I actually, uh, I spoke to a, a nonprofit consultant and he basically kept, kept it real with me. And he was like, uh, the time that you're spending trying to make everything perfect, it's time that you're losing and making an impact, reaching the youth. And I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. that's real. Yeah. So I was like, well, let me get up, you know what I'm saying, and just, Go ahead and start, man. And he, he he was also like, you know, everything will come together as you're doing the work. But he was like, hey, starting off something is never going to be completely perfect. So, yeah, man, that's that's how we got started, man. Damn. Damn. Like if you would have asked me, if you would have asked me or told me I'd be working with the youth back in high school, I'd have been like, man, you crazy. And it's funny because my mom actually wanted me to go to school uh, for teaching. Actually, wanted me to go to school and be, you know, become an educator. But I, at that time in high school, I'm like, man, teachers ain't making no bread. I ain't thinking about. It. I was, right, I was thinking like, about. Why would I even do that? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about money, man. So when I first went to uh, college, I, I started off as an accounting major before I switched to uh, business administration. As someone, yeah. as someone who was a business marketing major and took an accounting class, nah, I yeah, man, I, it, I learned it, it wasn't for me. I actually had. Uh, I had about four accounting classes left, but it was just one class I could not pass. It was cost account. I couldn't pass it. I, I took it um, three times, and third time, I'm like, yeah, I, I got to switch. I got to get back. Damn. So, yeah. You said, uh, you said that you had, like, some backing from the parents. How many kids did you start off with? Um, To start off with? I started off with three. Oh. Yeah, I started off with three. It was actually uh, my, my god sister... Her, two of her uh, boys, and then um, one of the boys from that that I uh, was teaching when I was at the elementary school. So I started off with three. Yeah. Okay. And so you, well, I guess I, I want to kind of 
just take a step back. Just just one quick question. So you you uh, you see you went to Albright College, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you you didn't you didn't end up playing ball at Frostburg either, did you? Nah. So I played ball at Albright. Um, it, it wasn't fun for me anymore, man. Like, and and a lot of people don't who play sports like they they don't understand. Once you go to the college level, like it, that's when it starts really becoming business. You know, uh, mm. less fun because I I came from a winning program. So you go from that to you lose a game and people saying, hey, so what are we doing tonight? I'm like, hold up. We just lost. What? What <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? And then, you know, you're dealing with the politics. You know, I'm a freshman. I, I had a coach that was like, uh, yeah, man, you you can run with, you know, the, the fastest of them. Your cover skills is down and out, but we need you to put on some more weight before. I'm like, come on, I can, but you just told me I can play. Like the weight, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The weight will come later on, but you just told me I can play, so put me out there. So you're dealing with politics. Then it was, uh, you know, the, the meetings, man. Like that, that's what just had me like, I I, I can't. I can't like, do it no the more. The meetings, I'm sorry, you, know, you start off in the morning, 5 a.m., you got practice. Last uh, at the practice, yeah, at the practice, you, you got your class, go lift. Then you got a position meeting. Then you got a team meeting. Then you got practice again. And then after practice, you got to meet for study hall. And I'm like, man, no, I ain't. <laughs> that was, I was in college. I'm like, this ain't like I, I love the team thing, you know, the team aspect. But it's like, I don't feel like I got to be with y'all all day, every day. All the time, yeah. yeah like, no, that, that wasn't for me. So when I stopped playing ball, I started running track up there again. I ran track in high school too. So uh, I started running track up all break. So when I transferred to Frostburg, I actually a lot of people don't know this, but I did try to play. But we know the old Frostburg, the the terrible Frostburg. Yeah, terrible trash Frostburg. <laughs> yeah, so the coaches there, they gave me the runaround, man. And I was trying to try out, but the the time that they made, the time that they had trials, I had an evening class. I expressed mm. that and told them that, but I never got a response. And then they gave me the runaround. I just like forget it. I just run track. So yeah. That was oh, that's what's up. Damn. What was your event in track? Uh, the two and the four. Yeah, man's uh, man's an athlete. Me and him actually uh, won a championship uh, at Frostburg Football in the Merrills. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I'm saying? One of the best, uh, one of the best secondaries uh, in the in the league. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't do <laughs> you know? nothing with us. They couldn't do nothing with us, man. <laughs> nothing, bro. Nothing. <laughs> but yeah, to, to shift gears back to reality check. Uh, so you started out with with three boys, and I guess. What 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 were some of the initial challenges that you faced? I guess trying to grow uh, reality check mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, initial challenges was uh, was again me being you know in the way. Uh, so when you, when you create something like that's your baby, man. So I had to learn like I needed a team. Like I couldn't do everything like to to actually sustain this to make this something sustainable and long term. I can't do it on my own. So uh, the first challenge was actually um, finding a team that was fit. So and and finding a team is harder than people think because um, you you got to make sure you have people that are aligned with your values and see your vision and um, you know have integrity you know and and that are in it for the right reasons, especially when it comes to this work because this is selfless work for one and two it's a nonprofit so. There is money in nonprofits, but to like to start off with, like your focus shouldn't be like, oh, how much I'm about right. to make. Like I had some people that was like that that I 
thought would be a good fit, but first thing out there, my mouth was, oh yeah, man, I'm in, how much money? Nah, I had to cut them, like, nah, never mind, you're not a good fit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was the first challenge. Uh, second challenge was uh, finding facility space, um, you know, to, to host uh, my mentees and uh, to solve that problem, I actually, so for the past two years, I've been hosting a session out of my house, like in my living room. And um, that was that was that was a good thing actually, um, because it it uh, it fed into like the field that I wanted. So I was looking at it as, okay, these 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 young boys are in school all week in a classroom sitting down in chairs. Like when they come to me, you know, I want them to feel comfortable, feel at home, feel like family, you know. So the whole living room setting it was cool. You know, but as we're starting to grow, I'm like, yeah, I can't fit everybody in my living room no more. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So this year we were actually uh, going to be looking for facility space at the local rep, but then COVID hit. So I'm like, yeah, that that put a you know pause on things. But uh, yeah, the, I would say the the main challenges, you know, to begin with was you know finding um, a facility space and uh, creating a team, building a team. You said that um, initially some of the, the people that you were interacting with, their goals were kind of like low and being like the Walmart greeter. Uh, how do you feel like, like what steps do you need to take to like lift them up so that they don't, they can shoot higher? Um, first, uh, self-empowerment, you know, uh, and, you know, knowledge itself. I'm big on that. So expressing to them, like having them dig deep, you know, I, I do exercise with, with my boys, um, I, I took a mirror one time and I gave it to him. And I was like, let me know what you see in the mirror. So I know I see myself, I'm not lying. Nah, nah, think, think deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you see? And then I took that because we had a, this was a self-image session. So we took that and I was like, so what does society see? You know, what, what do you think they see of you? Or, or what, what has uh, been said about you? What has family said about you? What, is, what have friends said about you? You know what I'm saying? What are those things that people say about you? You know what I'm saying? So you you gotta, first of all, you gotta feel good about yourself, man. You gotta feel confident about yourself. So I'm big on, you know, that personal self-development. Um, and then with with those students, the high school students, uh, when it came to that, it was getting them out of that mindset of, uh, oh, I'm I'm in special education, so this is all I could do. You know, and, and that's that's a, a a major issue, you know, that I, I experienced and I saw. Um because it's like they, a lot of them get to the point where they use that as a crutch. So I don't got to do this. Like I've heard, I don't got to do this because I'm, I'm a special education. I'm like, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? But they've been so used to using that and just getting by, you know, they, they use it to their advantage, you know? So, yeah. and that, that area of, of education um, in itself is special to me because I have a twin sister. A lot of people don't know that. And my twin sister, um, I had a learning disability. <laughs> you have a twin sister? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So I, I have a twin sister, and she she had a learning disability in school. So all throughout school, she did special education. So uh, being actually being able to actually go back and then work on the other side, you know, as an educator now, a professional, and to see the ins and outs, it it was it was eye opening. So I'm like, man, like. Some of these school systems are, are failing, you know, our youth, man. They they not really like you said earlier, they're not paid for that. And I'm I for me, I just look at them like how I can't be here and just sit back, 
you know, and let all that, let everything happen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's too many restrictions. So, and that's that's one of the reasons why I, you know, I did leave. You know, I, I'm still in education, but I'm on the IT side. But uh, yeah, I, I left like being. I miss it, like being in the school, like in the actual classroom. But it's like it's, it's too many restrictions, and you, you know, you you gotta. It's like you trading on a thin line, you know. I feel that. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you partially kind of answered a, a question that I was going to ask, but like, I guess, what other, what are, what other activities you get into uh, with with the with the kids? I mean, you talked about the mirror thing, but um, yeah, so, is there anything um, else? That, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. So the way our sessions are set up now, we start off with uh, meditation. So uh, practicing mindfulness, expressing the importance. He's big on meditation. Yeah, expressing the importance of that to them. Uh, so we start off with that. Then we go into journaling. I'm big on that. And when it comes to the journaling session section, um, that's for them to write about their week or anything that they have going on in their lives, especially for the young males who aren't um, as, as confident, you know, expressing themselves verbally. You know, I'm like, write it out, you know, got to get it out. Cause I, I, I tell them all the time, like, I don't want you all holding these things in and then exploding later on. And it's like, we could avoid that if you just got it out, you know? So we go, we do that. Uh, we have some of them share. Um, if not, you know, we move on. What they write in their journal stays with us. Unless we see uh, something that's alarming and we got to, you know, uh, reach out to their parents. But other than that, everything stayed. So we didn't have some of the, some of my boys uh, talk about, hey, I met a girl this week. You know what I'm saying? Then we didn't have some. <laughs> Then we we had some say, yeah, I wanted to curse my teacher out, and they wrote they wrote out the curse word. I'm like, hey, put it in there. I yeah. I'd rather you write it down than you actually go do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's yeah. real though, man. Yeah. So after we do our uh, our journaling, uh, we go into um, our discussion of the day. So the foundation of our curriculum is based on uh, the student development framework called character counts. Um, and with character counts, you have six pillars of character. So that's uh, respect, responsibility, trustworthiness, fairness, caring, and citizenship. So uh, our activity is always uh, based on one of those for, you know, that session. So we have activity. So we ask them a question. Um, Say uh, uh, we've had a question where um, it was if a family member or a close friend committed a crime, would you report it? And that, you know, that question, you know, it, it, it got uh-huh. deep because like to hear, to hear some of their responses and it was like, wow, like they really be thinking stuff through, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we, yeah, we don't give them as much credit as, you know, as, as they right. deserve, you know what I'm saying? Like right. they really be thinking stuff through, but yeah, so we go through that, we do that discussion activity. Then, uh, most of the time we'll have, you know, somebody come in. So we're big on exposure. Mm-hmm. Right, exposing them to different careers, um, and specifically to people in the DMV area, because I want them to see that you don't have to go far to see success stories. Yeah, you don't have to right in your far. backyard. Yeah, right here in your backyard. Like you, you talk about, uh, you know, millionaires. Like we have them here, right in the county. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like within probably a five mile radius. You know what I'm saying? We can right. see them. So we're big on that. So we have somebody come in uh, different professions because I'm and also. We also like to stress to them, like, sports is not the end-all, be-all. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they put black males into this bubble of, you know, of athlete, entertainer, and stuff. I'm like, man, it's, it's more to life 
You know what I'm saying? It's more to, it's, it's plenty of different fields you could go into. So we'll have uh, somebody come in. So we've had a police officer come in and speak to them. Um, we've had a DJ come in. Um, we've uh, taken them to a local gym, had a personal trainer talk to them and put them through a workout. Uh, we took them to uh, visit the National African American History Museum in DC. And we're also big on community service events. So we always have a community, one community service event um, per cohort. So we had our fall cohort because of COVID, we didn't have a summer one. So we're wrapping up for a fall one again. So uh, last year we did uh, Thanksgiving. We made Thanksgiving baskets. Mm -hmm. um, and for Christmas, we did a, uh, um, a giveaway where we went to um, Franklin Square Park in D.C., where we just set up, give out toiletries, winter hats and clothing. Uh, we also uh, made, we, we had the boys make uh, sandwiches and deliver them to um, a homeless shelter in D.C. as well. So, uh, yeah, we, we're big on that. So that's pretty much how our session goes. Uh, we're either here, uh, when we were in person, we were either here or we'll have a, have somebody come in or we'll go to them and have a field experience. That's lit. That's really, that's really like honorable. And like, as someone who kind of grew up in a sim, not exactly a similar situation, but like a church youth group, we did basically mm -hmm. the same thing. Like that's that's really dope to be uh, to be a part of. Um, you did bring up the fact that you brought in like a police officer. Mm -hmm. uh, do you talk to the kids about like uh, what's going on today? Yeah, yeah, we did. So uh, before we took a, we took a summer break. So before that, uh, after our fall session ended. Uh, what was that? February of this year. Um, once that ended, you know, we took a slight little week break, and then uh, COVID hit. So we started. We still kept meeting on Saturdays, um, just to check in with them, see how everything was going. So when you know the Omar Arbery situation uh, happened, Breonna Taylor, uh, George Floyd. Yeah, we we had sessions where we talked to them, uh, see how they were feeling. Um, it, it even got to a point where, you know, and we're always transparent with them. So we got to a point where I was talking to them and I was like, man, I don't even know what to say right now. You know, because it was, it was just a lot going on. It was overwhelming. And, you know, I, I had to let some of them know, like, a lot of them didn't know how to feel either. And I let them know, how, whichever way you're feeling, like, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, things going on, people cope with things differently. So I, I was at a point where, you know, I was numb. and. You know, I, I hate feeling like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, these things keep happening. We keep marching. We keep yelling. We keep, you know, riding and no change, you know. But, yeah, we, we definitely talk to the boys that. And that's our, you know, our social and cultural awareness piece. So we, we definitely talk to them about what's going on in the real world. Yeah. Yeah, but to to kind of expand on that, what you were saying about like we keep we keep uh, marching and we keep yelling and we keep screaming and nothing changes. Um, I feel like what a lot of us don't realize is to change a lot of this stuff, it, it takes place like literally in like your own community or like yeah. some of like the, 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 the more, I guess some of just the, some of the poor black communities as well. I mean, to put it plainly, there needs to be certain changes because it's just, it's, it's so set up for, for people to commit black on black crime where, you know, and then, you know, liquor stores on every corner, like, there has to be like literally those like those little changes all over these small communities in order for us to see like change across the board. Yeah. And it's called it takes it takes it takes time and it takes resources. Uh, it takes 
it takes people who, who, who really care about making these changes happen. Um, but again, all of that on top of that requires real work. And I think that's one of the things that, that is holding us back is I don't know if everybody's prepared to really take the time or even sacrifice the time to put in that real work to, to make these, make these changes happen. So like yes. what you're doing with your program is, is, is major because even like what Alistair said, when I was younger, I'm thinking about the times where I was with like a church group and we went into the community and like did stuff and like never even thinking about it back then. It was like, damn, maybe that's why I don't mind helping people out. Or I don't mind like, you know what I'm saying? Doing, doing community tasks or doing, or doing community work because it was kind of ingrained in me growing up. So yeah. just like something like how racism is ingrained in people growing up, you got to ingrain the good things into the people coming up. So like I said, I, w- I was excited to really have you come on and, and talk about reality check because I think it's, it's really important what you're doing. Now, yeah, you you touch on a good point, you know, because I, I I have conversations with uh you know other colleagues and then you know other some of my boys and stuff about what's been going on, and that's that's pretty much my mindset of you know with everything's going on, like I feel like it starts right here in our community. So, like I I understand what's going on, I see it, but I'm the type where because if you really sat every day and thought about you know the the state of you know our people. It, it could be you depressing. It could be depressing and overwhelming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm at the point where, okay, what what can I do? I'm going to focus on what I can actually touch. You know what I'm saying? Within my community, and that's with this program. You know, and it's it's not that I'm ignoring what's going on, but it's like this is why I'm placing my energy instead of dwelling on you know the negatives. You know, so I'm gonna put my energy. Not to, for real. I'm gonna put my energy into the positive and what I can touch. And like you said, it starts in the community, like doing the right. real work. So, right. I mean, what, like what, what affects you on the day-to-day basis, the things around you. Right. So yeah. like, granted, we all hate Donald Trump, but like every little thing that he does, doesn't necessarily trickle down into what's happening into your everyday life. Yeah. So yeah, and man, I just feel like, Oh, go ahead. It goes into what you put your energy into too. Cause like a lot of people be like, Oh, this is affecting me. This is affecting me. But you're just talking about the the Kardashian season ending. You're talking about this. It's like all these things are distracting. Yeah. Yo, focus <laughs> on what's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So not always easy to do though, man. Especially when they be having all that booty on Instagram. So yeah, man. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. That explore page, something serious. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to change my explore page for the longest, but like hey. I fall back into the trap every single time because I'll see somebody new and I'll be like, oh, who's that? And then hey. boop, my explore page go back the same way it was. Hey man. I was close though. That explore page is dangerous, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But um, so from from what I brought up pretty much here, reality check is kind of uh, limited to young African-American boys, is what it sounds like, for the, yeah, uh, or for young, the time. Yeah, young, young males of color, you know, young males of color, ages 10 through 17. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, I, we don't discriminate, right? So, mm-hmm. and I, I've had somebody ask me, hey, what if, uh, you know, a, a white male wanted to join? I'm like, I'll bring them in, you know, because you can learn from everybody. But they would just have to know, like, what our mission is, what yeah. our main focus is, and right. come on board, you know. So. With that. Okay. Well, so, I mean, like you kind of said earlier, you have a daughter. So, I mean, you don't think that you, you can impart some wisdom on some, on some young women out there or you just, yeah. Like, I, nah. and I, yeah. So, and I've been asked that too, like, Oh, you, you plan on opening up, you know, the girls, you <laughs> yeah. know? but our main focus right now, if we're not leaving them out, you know, um, there are plenty of, uh, mentoring programs for girls um, that I, I didn't know that before I got into this work, but, uh, yeah, like the the focus is the males, and I, we, but we I do plan on having sessions where, 
you know, we have combined uh, sessions with males and the young females. Yeah. That's, that's and, and, and it's also been, this has also helped me too because it helps me with my daughter. Like, granted, I'm, I'm talking to young males. Like, I may just tweak a few of the lessons and then go lecture my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it works out, you know. Yeah, it's, it's good. Like I, like I was saying, it's important because just giving them the opportunity to mingle. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people just see something on MCV, BET, they'll see something on Twitter, be like, oh, this album was this album was a really holler at us. But like, yeah, people get the wrong mindset. And yeah, that ain't it. Yeah, we we didn't have we didn't we've had some of those conversations, and I'm like, you said what to her? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I yeah. some wild stuff, but y'all, y- y'all wild on a whole different level. So yeah, <laughs> nah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, damn, I just lost my train of thought. I got you. Um, how do you feel like you're you're helping them and kind of putting them into you're giving them the tools to survive in corporate America? Because corporate America is like a whole nother beast. Like mm-hmm. once you're in the business world, you got to be like. I'm not going to say white-faced and, like, you know, whitewashed and, like, ha, oh, sucks. That's hilarious, Bill. But you kind of got to change. <laughs> hey, nah. <laughs> you got to have that balance, man. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we teach them that. I've, talked, I've spoken to them about that. Um, especially with, you know, a lot of us, um, you got to have that switch. You know, you, you got to go from the professional, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, still being yourself. Like, it's, it, and it's, it's like an everyday battle, you know what I'm saying, to an extent. But yeah, I talked to them about that. That blows me though, man. I'm not gonna I lie. To I talked to them about that and uh it, it can become a um a, a challenging or tough subject because you're we're teaching them to be themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like can you truly be your authentic self in the workplace in corporate America? You know, it's, maybe you work at Google, and and I and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, so when we talk about self image, and you know, we just talk about um, being yourself. So, uh, hair, right? My whole life, I always had a haircut. I didn't start. I, I started growing my hair when I started reality check, and it was a reason for that because I started a new journey, right? And coming into, uh, you know, more of myself and knowing who I am and embracing my natural self. So I was like, man, I'm about to, you know, grow my health, you know, I mean, grow my hair out. Um, and, you know, it was a sign, you know, to, you know, be with my nonprofit. So we gonna grow together, you know what I'm saying? So I grew my hair. Um, I'm, I'm working in, you know, corporate America, right? So I'm conscious, I'm like, hey man, I don't grow my hair. How they gonna look at me? Well, I'm, out, I'm out only gonna be able to grow it to a certain extent and then, you know, I cut it off growing my beard out, do I, do I grow it out? Do I got to keep it, you know, keep it five o'clock shadow, you know what I'm saying? And um, at my job now, so I've been there for two years, I work in DC government. And when I first, like I said, when I first started growing my hair, I was nervous and I actually spoke with um, another black male there, older black male there who had hair and he'd been there for like probably like 10 years. Old. So I spoke to him and, you know, let him know how I was feeling. And I was like, man, how, how was it, you know, when you grew your hair? Like, when, you know, did they look at you different, you know? And he was like, yeah, you got the looks. But he told me, he was like, man, if uh, was like if they don't accept you because of your hair, you know what I'm saying? They don't want you in the first place. You know, I looked at I was like, man, you're right. 
I was like, hey, I just grow this thing out. That's all I, that's <laughs> all I needed. <laughs> but it's tough though because so I had that, you know, and I've shared that experience with them. But I like barbershop talk, right? So we went to the barbershop one time, and there was a young guy that came in, and he he, he had to be probably like about twenty twenty one, and he was cutting his locks off. So uh, his barber was like. Hey man, you been you had these, you know what I'm saying? For your whole life, you about to cut them off. He was like, Yeah, man, I'm about to uh he said he was playing for, I'm gonna say med school or something like that at the time. And he just was like, Yeah, man, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't wanna be judged, blah, 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 because of that. So we all went back and forth in the shop. And I was just like, man, you done had them, you know, and I kind of told him the same thing. I'm like, if they don't want you because of your hair, like it's time for you, you know, find something else. But for some people, you know, they make that, to some people it's a small sacrifice, right? I cut my hair, I grow it back when I get in. Uh, for some people like me, like I'm at this, I'm at the place right now, you know, in my career and job-wise where like, if I, you know, switch jobs now, when I go on my interview, I'm going to have hair. Like you're going to take me as I am right now. But that that comes with a, you know, level of confidence and just a level of, you know, knowing where you are in your career. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's 50 50 like like i said we have these conversations and it's like it, it varies because we all know like there are some fields where like you're not going to get that job but if you you come in there with you know with that. Uh, yeah with hair so yeah man. uh random question though um alistair just recently had a daughter do you have any advice while right while, while oh, bringing up uh yeah, bringing up a girl welcome yeah. <laughs> welcome uh, how old is she? Uh, eight months. Eight months? Okay. Advice, man. Uh, you know, take it easy. Take it one day at a time. Uh, as she as she gets older, uh, be, you know, be gentle. You know, uh, when it comes to, you know, when you start having a conversation with her, um, you, you know, you got to remember, you know, she's a, a girl, so you got to take a different approach. Um, even when you think about, you know, how you may have been raised, like you can't, you, you kind of got to alter it a bit uh, with, with, with young girls. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, get, get ready for the mood swings, man. Like, I'm dealing with that now, man. This, this little girl over here, man, I'm like... Who are you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's your yeah, daughter. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So get ready for the mood swings. Get ready for the uh, you know, the 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 extra uh extra time it takes to 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 get dressed and <laughs> and the extra stuff mm. they want to put on and you telling them that they look fine and then them like, nah, I gotta do this and that. Yeah, get ready for all that, man. But it's but it's not that bad though, honestly. Um I gotta tell people all the time, like if I have another daughter, I wouldn't be mad. Like it's I actually like, you know, little girls versus little boys for some reason, you know. When I was working in the school system, like the I was cool with both, but like the little girls, they would chill. Little boys, they they would do too much. They always trying to wild out. Yeah, man. Always they trying just, to wild out. Doing some of the wildest things, you know. The little girls would chill like, for So yeah. Like man, I was working as a counselor and I had a kid cut another kid's hair. And I was just like, why? What like why would you have? Why are you doing that? <laughs> like, what? For what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but no, nah, you, you're definitely right about that. Um, to, to just shift gears real quickly, um, recently the NFL football season started. You know, wow, amazing. I definitely didn't think it was going to happen. 
Um, did y'all did y'all get a chance to watch the game? I watched yeah. the game last night. Yeah. How'd you how'd you feel about the the gameplay? I thought it was I thought it was real preseason like. I think since everybody hasn't gotten any plays, everybody's mad rusty. Everybody's like still yeah. figuring it out. It's the first time people are really like hitting like that. Aladdin. But yeah. what I would say is Deshaun Watson's in trouble this year. I'm glad he got paid, but he's not going to be successful. I'm not <laughs> happy about it, bro. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. That the Hopkins for Dave Johnson trade uh, yeah. wasn't a fan of that. But as far as gameplay, I mean, yeah, to an extent, it was kind of preseasonish. But I don't know. I feel like I mean, it was, it was game one. You know what I'm saying? So people going to be rusty regardless. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was I was just happy football is back. It is it is kind of weird, you know? Without, it felt super weird. That's what without, I was about to say. The crowd, you know, you you already got the crowd noise. I was surprised. I was surprised there were people in the stadium. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. I was like, damn, like. But isn't that uh, isn't that like at the the team's discretion of whether they want? Yeah, yeah, fans yeah. Or not? okay. So yeah, you can make that decision. Um, but speaking of the fans, man, I know I know everybody's heard about them booing uh, everybody Lincoln Arms at yeah. the beginning of the uh, of the game, yeah. which which I think is really crazy. Like I, like when I heard about it, because I missed the first like the opening of the game. But when I heard about it, like I almost like I almost found myself laughing because I was just like, yo, the world has so many evil people in it, bro. That nobody's even saying nothing about anything. All they're doing is they just coming together to be like, all right, we're unified. Like, we're, you know what I'm saying? We're a family. Mm-hmm. And people are booing. And it's like, bro. Like, it's almost like you can't believe it. Like, you know you know it's like that, but it's like, it's almost like you can't, you really can't believe it. Yeah, it's, it's like we, we can't do nothing. They're not going to be happy about anything. We knew there's a problem. We just link arms, it's still a problem. It's like, what the do you The only time they don't have a problem is when we die, bro, which is, which is what's really crazy. Yeah. Don't nobody be up in arms. Yeah, so like what? Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm still I'm happy football is back. You know, college started too. Yeah, yeah, I think there's supposed to be like a bunch of games tomorrow. Actually, I yeah, think uh, like Miami, uh, Miami Hurricanes played last night, so I watched a little bit of that game too. Uh, it was on at the same time of the uh, Kansas City. Ohio State's coach said the Big Ten is gonna start up in October or something like that. So. I guess they can make those executive calls. Uh, uh, I, I guess mean, based uh, on your conference, that money, that money runs the whole state. So they're it's, supposed to pull them strength. It's just money. It's a money play. You know that. So even when it came to the it's NFL, terrible. like I wasn't, I was. That's one thing I knew. I was like, they're going to have a season. It's too much money involved in the <laughs> NFL, NFL for them not to play. You did yeah. not have a season yet, so I, I knew that was happening. Yeah. Do you think they're going to finish the season? I love asking this question. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, even if dudes catch COVID, bro, they still going to play. They, they already have you, bro. They already have their policies in place. You know what I'm saying? For the people who, who do catch it. You know, so they, yeah, they're going to finish the season. College, uh, I don't know about that one. But Yeah, college dudes. I mean, NFL dudes is kind of wild, too. But college dudes, wild, bro. Yeah. Who knows what they're getting into? All right. So you said you said NFL dudes is kind of wild. So I'm going to run with that, that topic. Did y'all hear about Odell? Hey, <laughs> oh, that was a wild boy, man. That's hey. y'all. Uh, y'all think y'all think it's true? <laughs> he said, "I don't know. It's possible. It's, true, it's possible." Hey, people be into people be into some things, man. People, people be into people be you into know, some right, shit. Right <laughs> now, no, no pun intended. <laughs> but like, right, right now, it's just allegations. But 
is Odell. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. What? I don't know, but that that's an extremely wild story to make up. People make up something, but that's extremely wild to just. I don't know. I mean, like, I I guess you can get on the internet and kind of just like say whatever. But at the same time, I know y'all remember, and I saw a tweet about this. I know y'all remember like the time when cat stacks was like a thing, and like rappers was messing with cat stacks. Like these girls don't like look like super bad or whatever, but like, and we all probably we all know some dudes who who mess with some booger wolves. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. And that that was one thing I I was looking at too. I'm like, Odell flew her out. Like, like why would he do that, right? <laughs> like, what? like it does. Uh, no, it's not adding up. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. What, 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 what you think, man? You think for her case, I think that whole clique is just running with the with their narrative because they were the same girls that was like, yo, the, the sons ran a train on us. Yo, it's lit. They, those were the same, yeah. Those same girls. Yeah. But if they're going to so, give, but I mean, give you a platform and they're going to pay you for it. I feel you on that, but I mean, let me put it to you this way though. If that son story is true, then I mean, we really got to sit and think that this Odell story, <laughs> <laughs> it might be true. Cause I mean, like what? Like, come on, man. But I mean, I guess some people don't have no shame. You can't shame somebody who, who is shameless. So I don't know if they have no problem with getting on the internet and just being like, "Yeah, I had a weed." I'm saying they they ran. Like, why would you probably come out and admit that you ran a train? Unless you like sell your train services for people to you know like to pay you. Then it's like, okay, then yeah, advertise. But if that's not the case, said that um because I think in the next clip that went viral for her, she was like, "Who's Popcon?" and then. She was like, yo, Popcorn and Drake, I didn't mean no disrespect, but if y'all want, I'll apologize, and y'all can run the train on me, too. So I said, where is it? I was like, I don't know what's going on, man. This is, uh, we live, we live in, we live in some interesting times, man. Wild times, man. We live in some real <laughs> interesting times. Wow. Um, but I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, it's probably not true. No, I don't really feel that way. I feel like it's kind of true. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of true. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I'm, I'm conflicted. I don't believe it, but Odell was a good sport about it. He said, y'all, y'all can't throw shit at me. You know, so, you know. Yeah. He's not phased by it. As long as he yeah, I don't know, man. And let, me, let, me, let me also say this. Ever since I saw that video of Odell come out of the water in the hot tub uh, with his homie, um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You're saying you could. It's just from that point on, I was always on like, all right, man. Maybe Odell just, you know, he likes to he likes to enjoy himself differently than well, other Odell people like to does, enjoy themselves. He, he does some questionable things. I mean, it even got to a point for me. I felt like he knows what he's doing. Like probably, you know, just for the attention. Like I feel like it's one of those narratives that came out. And he just like, all right, I'm gonna run with it. You know what I'm saying? Since it's giving me attention. Granted, I don't feel like that's. I feel like that's not the best. The best one to run yeah, with. That, that's not the one to run with. But like, I don't because like even with that whole hot tub thing, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, what are you? What are you doing? What come are you on, like? Bro. Hey, what's going on, bro? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, go catch some passes, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, what, like what are you doing, man? So I don't know. Your man, your man, beyond one. Um, man, what else is going on in the news? Oh yeah, did y'all hear about uh your man uh, Trump? I don't, I don't like to do the whole politics thing because I'm not like super well versed, but his recordings uh, got released about him downplaying coronavirus, which I mean, I feel like we all kind of knew that anyways, well, depending on who you are. Um, but I feel like yet again, this is another moment where the president does something 
that any other president for the most part would, would get in probably major trouble for. Like people would have like really more issue with what he did. When Donald Trump does it, it's kind of just like, oh, Donald did something again. Eh, we expected it. So, I mean, I think people are going numb to it. I think it's gotten to the point where it's like, yeah. let's just get to the end of this, this political cycle. Yeah. That's pretty much where it's at. That's where it's hopefully, at. <laughs> hopefully you don't get reelected, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm nervous. Yeah, he also just um, he also just lifted the uh, COVID testing ban um, at airports uh, for international travelers. So he just lifted that. So they're not testing international uh, travelers anymore. And I'm just like, and one, and of, the reasons, any- one of the reasons was because they said that majority of people who have it um, are asymptomatic. But I'm like, that's still not it. Like, <laughs> Isn't that we- all the more reason to test people? Yeah, I was just like, that's not a reason to lift it. So I, I just feel like it's one of those, all right, I'm about to get out of here, so I'm about to ruin as much as I can before I get out of here. Before I leave. Like, Let's hope that's the case. But he also just put a bill into, into a place where they don't take taxes out of your... Um, oh, yeah, that uh, payroll tax. Uh, your... your uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever and it is. I, I heard that that has its... That'll have its negative effects as well. Oh, they're going to tax you on the uh, in 2021. Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, it's just kind of like you, you're going to get more money now. And then if you, like, trick your bread off, of course, then if, you know, we get back to the other side, you got to pay the loan back, basically. And it's just pay like, well. Basically, yeah. It's crazy, though, that people, like, really get to tell you what you do, like, with your money. Now. That's that, like, that concept still, like, to this day, like, boggles my mind that they get to take some of my bread and I don't get no say in it. I don't get to like have a conversation with nobody. And be like, hey, like you think I could hold a little extra this week? <laughs> um, I'm trying to go. I'm trying. I'm trying to hit stadium or like whatever the case may be. <laughs> I don't. I don't get those options, and I'm just I'm kind of fed up with it, man. That's why part of me sometimes was like, man, what if I just lived in Africa? Like my life would be just like, it wouldn't be as cool. I mean, it might be all right, but it's just eh, yeah. the whole no roads thing. <laughs> it could be that cool. <sighs> it has it has its drawbacks, but yeah, man. Um, I guess to, to, to kind of get to the point of wrapping it up, because, uh, you know, I think we, we've come up on like a little over an hour, actually. Um, with what you have going on, um, where do you see you taking reality check uh, mentoring? Yeah, so uh, one of my my five-year goal, um, semi-five-year goals plan, um, I want to get into the PG County school system um, and sort of have this as a... Uh, either an after, after school program or a, uh, more of like a restorative justice type of thing. So instead of suspending students, bring them over check. to reality check. If it doesn't work in reality check, then I right, you go and suspend them. Yeah. A lot of stuff, oh, you're taking the misfits. Yeah, I feel, like yeah. We gotta, I feel like we gotta get out of the whole, yeah, he did something, let's suspend him. Cause that's, that's not helping at the end of the day at all. Like you just no. send them away. And for a lot of them, just from my experience, working in high school for a lot of them, a suspension is a vacation. Like they're, they're having fun. They're coming back with new stuff. I'm like, when I was in high school, you got suspended. Right? My folks would have like lit me up. Like you. What? I, I got in school suspension in my, in my folks. And my folks was crazy. And I would have been done. So a lot of them, like they get suspended and they chilling. So yeah, I want to get into a school system. Uh, permanently, you know, have that partnership with uh, PGCPS and uh, get into the school system, uh, the middle school and uh, high school levels. So that's that's what I see, man. 
That's growing into, um, and even in, uh, even partnering with PG, uh, PG County Recs, uh, if we could get into, you know, the uh, rec centers. So yeah, that's, 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 that's the goal, man. That's what's up. Well, uh, before, before we get out of here, is there, is there anybody you want to, you want to shout out? Uh, do you want to do your social media, all that, the whole rundown? Yeah, oh, so, uh, first want to shout out, um, Reality Check Team. So, uh, Lamara Johnson, Shatavia Kelly, Terry Burroughs. Terry also a Frostburg alum, my man. So, uh, yeah, shout out my team, man, because I, I don't do this by myself. Um, who else? What else? Uh, shout out to all the other mentoring programs in the DMV area. Uh, and just people doing community work in general, man. Uh, kudos to y'all, man. Reality check coming for y'all. I want you to know that. It's all about collaboration, man. We all yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the same mission, man. We, you know, we, we try to lift up our community. So that's that's what I'm all about. Uh, social media feeds. So uh, Reality Check Mentoring Inc. on Instagram. On Facebook, Reality Check Mentoring Inc. Uh, my personal page, main underscore 8990. Uh, our website, realitycheckmentor.org. Um, as I stated before, we have registration going on now. We started on September 1st. It ends on September 15th. Uh, go to visit our website and under join Reality Check, fill out the parent and mentee interest form. And then, uh, yeah, sign sign your uh, young male up. We, we're ready to have them. We're ready to change lives, man. You know, so hey, that's that's that, man. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. I appreciate this. Man. Hey, for sure, for sure, for like I said, bro. I was I was excited to, to definitely bring you on because, I, like I said, I knew you were gonna have uh, for one a good story and then just a lot of good things to say about what you were had currently going on with with Reality Check. So definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, with that being said, Alistair, do you want to uh, give us your stairs to greatness for this week? Most definitely. This week, stairs to greatness, integrity over clout. And through mm-hmm. self-discipline comes freedom. Remember that. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Dr. Underscore Do Work. Make sure you follow our podcast page, A-N-B period podcast. A-N-B period podcast. We're coming up with all types of ideas behind the scenes, and we got some real, real special cooking up for y'all. Uh, I'd like to give a special shout out to OE. I salute y'all because y'all, y'all getting the the, the, got the rolling trays. Mm-hmm. That's big. That's big for the local area to see that out there with y'all brand. Much love, much respect. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to Nate King Pete and all the artists doing their crit doing it big on on social media and everywhere because there's too many talented people out here for us not to boom. And it's kind of crazy because I was just sitting about it and thinking about it. Like, there's so much talent that if you believe in yourself, you're going to make it. So just remember that. And with that, I'm going to throw it to you, Carlos. Oh, man. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you know me, man. I don't have anything profound to say, man. Pick your <laughs> spots. Hit your shots. Um, actually, I will add in one thing. Um, somebody, somebody once said to me that people – or actually to say it exactly how they said it. Bama's move like they ain't got no urge, like there's no urgency. Um, so, I mean, if you're doing anything, bro, move with some urgency, bro. Like yeah. really, really get into whatever it is that you're doing. Don't move as if like you got all day. Cause if you give something X amount of time, it will stretch to X amount of time. So get on top of it, get to it. Um, and you can follow me on social media, uh, on Instagram. It's Kofi Bryce underscore on, uh, 
Twitter, it's Young Tamarack, Y-O-U-N-G-T-A-M-A-R-A-C-K. One day I'm emerged. I'm, I'm just going to have one name, but until I make that full <laughs> transition, because we're under construction with, with the names, until I make the full transition, I'm going to keep giving uh, both of them out to y'all. And of course, at the end of the episode, we always play some music from a local artist. Uh, so this week, oh, you're going to hear some music from uh, Deuce off his newest project, Ratways 2. Uh, so this has been the AMB Podcast. Appreciate y'all for listening. Peace. We out. Raz the Rich. This shit from Raz the Rich. This shit from Raz the Rich. Raz the Rich. Raz the Rich. Raz the Rich. This shit from Raz the Rich. Dealing got it bumping. Had a lot of setbacks, but yeah, this my major comeback. If you ever doubt it, I'ma tell your ass to run that. Labels need a sign me, yeah, I tell them need a contract. Speed of aroma, I'm walking by, you catching contact. Keep the momentum, I gotta keep the shit in motion. Shawty know I'm real when she know that I'm the dopest. Just a humble nigga giving hope to the hopeless. Just a humble nigga giving hope to the... From notice me yet, possible by any means. Now it's these rap ways, keep dropping these EPs. Then it's the debut. And maybe the big screens That nigga got big dreams I'm building a dream team I live what I rap but it's real Give them some shit they can feel Know that this killer be killed This shit I pass the skill Maybe I make me a meal Move out in Beverly Hills Swear I forgot me some will Right, I need me to Bentley Give you 100 not 50 One they might slap these cities Shout out the people that's with me Stay down this life it can get tricky Cannot the hustle too gritty Gotta make moves and get busy Hold my head high to the sky Receive all my blessings from God Me against all of the eyes Do it for all of my guys, I got my eyes on the prize. I'm really trying to survive. It's really only this squad. Forever you know I'm gon' ride. I got my eyes on the prize. Hold my head high to the sky. Raz the rich, Raz the rich, Raz the rich. Raz the rich, yeah. This shit from Raz the rich, yeah. This shit from Raz the rich, Raz the rich, Raz the rich, Raz the rich. This shit from Raz the rich, yeah. This shit from Raz the rich, yeah. This shit from Raz the rich, Raz the rich, yeah. This shit from Raz the rich, this shit from Raz the rich. Raise the red, raise the red, raise the red, raise the red.